Well, Broad, springtime is all about growth, baby, and what better way to relax, rejuvenate, and flourish than around a spring box that just so happens to be centered around the theme Grow Forth. And of course, you know where this box is from, baby. It's from FabFit Fun, the Zoom edition. Uh, I think we gotta come up with like a new FabFitFun song. You know, spring is around the corner. We gotta make something it's snappy. True. Gotta make it snappy. Next time, <laughs> we'll work. We'll work on it. We'll go back to the writers' room. We're workshopping. Uh, this spring box though is all about supporting self care and self growth, delivering you products from some of the most desirable brands in beauty and wellness on the market. You're gonna get full sized products from brands like Milk Makeup, we love, Splendid, and Our Place. Oh my God, I love Our Place. Delivered right to your door. Mm-hmm. Nothing excites me more than when my FabFitFun box shows up at my door. You seriously don't want to miss out on this new season's box broads. Like I've said before, the spring box might be my favorite one yet. It is packed full of goodies. Oh my goodness. Order your spring box today. Sign up now and you're going to snag amazing products when you customize and use coupon code chatty for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. In case you missed that, here it is again. Head to fabfitfun.com. Use promo code chatty. You're going to get $10 off your first box today. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Okay. Okay, broads. Okay, okay, broads. <laughs> okay, okay, broads. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, Becca. Happy. I mean, we're recording this on Monday. It's dropping on Tuesday, but happy International Women's Day to you, my dear, and to all of those women's listening. Um, and to all of those uh, glorious fuckboys in my Instagram timeline who I know are just they are just post the posts full of like oh my god every day should be woman's appreciation day or blah 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 and i'm like you I'm know like, what you shut up stop <laughs> trying to be a simp put it to rest during the pandemic okay just stop just give it a rest <laughs> and let us breathe <laughs> um but speaking of international women's day and women that we love uh just a little heads up on thursday's episode we are finally having a conversation long awaited with justine and natasha from two black girls one rose which yay so excited love those ladies so so much um And in that episode, we're going to dive into recent Bachelor news, a.k.a. Chris Harrison interview, all that drama. (laughs) Broads, also, if there's anything in particular you want us to cover um, with Justine and Natasha, send in those cues. Um, Please. We are going to be recording this tomorrow, but if you can send in any early in the day, we'd love to cover it. Would love to. Because, you know, I do know... It's been so heavy. There's been so much heavy stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be like, we're definitely going to cover that stuff in the episode. And hopefully we can have some fun with it, too. Yeah, we're going to have some laughs with those great women. Exactly. That's what we were. We were chatting with them and it was like, we got to cover a couple serious things, but we also want to have a good time because those two make me laugh so hard and their takes have been so good and so hot this season that I just I really want to get into it with them. So that will be Thursday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we should just start talking fantasy suites because we all know this is the holy day of bachelor. 
Bachelor season. Okay, girl. So at first with the promos, I was like, oh, hell no. Like Rachel is not about to pull a Maddie right now and withdraw herself to try to make Matt chase after her. Like I was like, no. No, I was I was already preemptively getting pissed. I was on the same page as you because all of a sudden everything came flooding back to me like, oh, my God, we haven't had. We haven't had a the, the quote unquote like virgin on this season. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, God, is this going to happen right now? Are we going to have a full Maddie? Like, is she going to, like you said, remove herself, even though I think we saw that her pulling the like sad. I don't know if you love me thing worked for Matt because yeah. he had to go a chasing. And I think, you know, it really worked for her. In this well, situation. I have to say thank you, Rachel, for not pulling. I would I would have been so livid if she was like, I don't know, like maybe I need to go. I would have been <laughs> so furious. So I have to say I was very pleasantly surprised when she didn't. I we, really I really was. Yeah, well, definitely you and I were texting back and forth and you were like, it's giving me Maddie energy. And I'm like, she's giving me Victoria F energy. The but I also feel like the fact of the matter is this, and it hurts my body to say this, but Rachel is a Libra, Victoria F is a Libra, and I am a Libra. And I am very watching this, watching the Victoria F like always going to run away and cry and make Peter chase her. And now this Rachel moment where she walks up and is so blatantly like, <laughs> sad and like ask me what's wrong was very horrifying for me to watch because it just reminded me of Jessica who wasn't in a healthy place in my earlier relationships where I was I wouldn't communicate that I was upset about something I would obviously pout until the person mm. had to say like well <laughs> obviously something's wrong oh. so I was just like oh no 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 um but yeah triggered it, like, it fully, fully. And I was like, no, it's me. It's me. No. <laughs> that was my, I was just like, I'm watching old Jessica. I didn't like it. Um, but I'm glad she didn't do the full, like the full chase me across the grounds of Nima Colon. Oh, and no, no, and no, Matt's no. just like, like with his backpack, with the sleeping bag from the breed date, just like running after Rachel. Like, don't leave me, baby. Okay, so I just want to get into it, though. Like, what do we think is going to be the situation with... What do we think is going to be the situation? Apologies if you guys happen to hear Ruth in the background. I don't know why she's having a rough time tonight. Great was just in there for, like, 30 minutes with her. She's having a rough time. Um, What do we think is going to happen next week where he's like I don't think I could do this because at first I was like oh my god like it's probably something with his mom like they're probably doing a bait and switch like what I was thinking at the end of this episode seeing the preview is I was like oh it's probably just going to be like a conversation with his mom that's going to be really intense and then he's going to say like you know oh I can't do this whatever but then when I actually saw the clip of him talking with Chris Harrison on the curb I was like no this has to be something with one of the women right like well I definitely feel like we saw what looks like, I mean, Rachel saying he didn't even want to see me. We see yeah. Michelle crying after his mother, God bless, comes like the Grim Reaper of love and is just like, love will never protect you. <laughs> like, it seems like she scared the shit out of Matt. And Matt is maybe now like, 
panicking, like, I don't know if I'm ready. Maybe Matt doesn't propose to anybody and just dips. I know his mom is like the Grim Reaper of love. (laughs) And I feel bad after finding out all this backstory. But I'm like, damn, I can't help but wonder, like, if his mother, God bless her soul. And I don't know her personal experience, but no judgment. I'm just saying, what if she put... You know, what if she was the one who kind of put this whole fear of getting close to people into him? You know, like I, based on what we've seen in their conversation so far rega- regarding love and relationships, it is very, uh, pe- uh, what would be the word? Not pessimistic. What's that word? Um, I'm not sure. Like, I, I just kind of wonder if like a lot of that has to do with the things that she's you know, the conversations that they've had throughout his life. Yeah, I mean, I don't... As a, as a child of divorced parents, I know that it is extremely... And I can't imagine being in the parental position, um, but I know it... I mean, it is so intense and important to try to not communicate your specific experience and put that on your child. I don't know... I say this from someone who hasn't experienced it personally. Like, I don't yeah. know how you do that, but I definitely have felt the repercussions of that where you're like, oh, God, it's so hard not to let, you know, your parents in maybe conversations influence, that yeah. influence, you know, because again, as a parent, you want to communicate with your kid. But at the same time, like it's I'm sure so hard not to communicate without any sort of emotion Cynical. That's the word I was looking for. Cynical. Yes. Very cynical view of love. Understood. Understood. Which, like I, like I said, I uh, am not saying that with uh, from a place of judgment because it seems like she's been through a lot. But, um, yeah, just based on what we heard from her, I'm like, yeah. I think she's scared. I think she's scared of him. You know, getting in a serious relationship and scared of her sons getting hurt. Sure, of course, of course. Also, as you would say, with peace and love, someone went really heavy-handed on that blush, and I just wanted to be like, just come in with a little bit of foundation and be like, "Girl, why didn't someone say something before you went on camera?" You know what I mean? Normally, I don't. I don't like to criticize the makeup because Lord knows, like, not everyone is. I Brie. I Brie. And the glam, if that girl d- is not a professional makeup artist, I've never seen someone's on hair side, shinier. The only I mean, hair I've seen shinier is is uh, Rachel's in her apology video on Instagram. That's the only <laughs> shinier hair I've seen. But Brie, like her Brie, hair, her, her makeup, her dr- her body, everything. Brie's makeup is unbelievable. Always, I'm just like, who did she bring a makeup artist with her? Is, does she is, does she have a a, a world famous professional makeup artist like in her room, just like have quickly you seen painting her, hair, her? Though, like the way she has like the perfectly oh. straight lines and like not a hair out of place, like slicked but not greasy, she, like shiny yet not like it's just. Girl, you know, they always make the jokes about like with the Instagram influencers, like I know you all wanted to know my makeup routine. I want to know, like, like, tell us everything. Like, I just am so like, sh- like, teach, teach all of us because her it dress, is just I'm skipping ahead, but her dress, at the, the brown dress. Oh, my Shooketh. Lord. Her, she looked unbelievable during this whole i mean what a way to go out though too just looking just really? unbelievable just also maybe the most beautiful crier i've ever seen in my whole life like i don't know if oh, you yeah. noticed at the end the breakup 
not like her face was perfectly still and just a single tear like the perfect tear runs down and i'm like mm, mad respects i mean if if you see me crying you will break up with me even if you're in love with me you understand <laughs> like, hideous absolutely atrocious absolutely heinous um okay but quick question what i was thinking about this um before we get dive into this oh my goodness intense episode um have we ever asked what like each other's ideal fantasy sweet dates would be i don't feel like we have no Obviously, like the ideal, like in this Nima Colon world, they're in the pandemic, they can't travel. But like if you could travel anywhere, if you got into the top three and you and the producers are like, Becca, any date you want anywhere in the world, like what is your ideal situation? I have two thoughts that immediately come to mind. One, Please. I've always wanted to go to one of those like cabana in the middle of like the blue caribbean like you yes. know when you see those crazy ones like that are Bora out Bora. on like the the floating ones mm-hmm. that are like out in the middle of nowhere just like with the sea i would want just like a private one of those in the middle yes. of nowhere um where we can just like swim naked in the water you know and like oh yes yes, yes, yes. super romantic like that um the other thought i had was like what about somewhere like Egypt where you have like this some crazy like open again an open balcony situation like overlooking like this crazy like I don't know Nile River type scene with yes. like very like po- desert and palms but like vi- like white uh white um like tool you know hanging yes. from everything candles like very kind of like yeah that oh, that sounds magical. Like all the stars are out. You could see every single star. Yes. And it's just very like luxurious and almost like an Aladdin, like a, a beautiful, like m- Middle Eastern, yes. like sexy kind of thing. That sounds really cool. That does sound really cool. I would be so <laughs> into that. See, that's a really good one. I hadn't. For me, practically, I would be like, um, take me to the dentist because I just can't do it in real life. So like this would force me to do it. I have so much teeth work I need to get done. It's been in my brain. And I'm like, maybe if I did it on television, like it would actually force me to get all the root canals. I need to get root canaled. And then afterwards I could do something. fun. What? I, I need, I need people to hold me accountable to go to my dentist appointment. And I feel like the only way at this point that I can do it is legit because I have such a gigantic fear of the dentist is to do it publicly and just get it over with. And then also the show would pay for it because my God, so expensive, the teeth. Um, Real, but I a- keep rescheduling. <laughs> like I keep getting notifications and I just keep rescheduling. But that's Not because I hate it. I like the dentist actually, but it's just I, such a bother. I hate the dentist. I'm very scared and I keep rescheduling it and I'm like, I need to go so badly. I literally feel like a reality TV show is going to be the only way that I'm going to get forced to actually go. You should um, just get like half a Xanax. You're going to have an amazing time. Have a cocktail. <laughs> have a cocktail before the, your your appointment. <laughs> I'm just so scared. Do you know, because I'm so scared, I've gotten laughing gas before. Yeah. And one time, our dentist used to be a family friend. And right before mine and Evan's wedding, I had to go in and get like an emergency tooth situation. And he gave me laughing gas. And he was like an elder at our church. 
And I was so scared that I, because I was so of paranoid thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to get, get laughing gas and I'm going to tell him that we've had sex before our wedding. And like, you know, none of the church obviously knew that. I'm like, I'm going to say mm-hmm. it and he's going to mm-hmm. be at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I was freaking out about it. Um, So I'm very just, I have so many random paranoia about it. No, um, I felt I felt the same way when I got my wisdom teeth removed. I had like the option to undergo laughing gas and I didn't want to. I was horrified I would tell my mom some like dark secret too. I had this exact same fear. It's very scary. It's very yeah. scary. I'm nervous about like, you know, what part of myself I will reveal. Um, but from a romantic setting, I think I like the energy of people around because I feel like it brings kind of like electricity. Um, And so I would love I mean, I always love when they do the dates where they're like in a city and they go from different shops to the local food. Like for instance. Exactly. Let's just say we're in Paris and we're jumping and getting random food. And then we go to our hotel room. That's like the over overlooking like, you know, that classic. Yes. um, Oh, yes. Eiffel Tower with the fireplace and you eat on the balcony balcony and then you take it to the bedroom but I like I like like the energy of of people um I feel that I think I would get too in my head too nervous if it was just us alone all day I think I would get very anxious just like dead silence I would be so I would be tripping out the entire time like oh my god I need to try to be funny I need to try to be sexy I would just be so paranoid um like the laughing gas harkens back to it um do just a little hit of that beforehand <laughs> there you go <laughs> but uh but yeah no i think when i was watching these dates i kept thinking about how they were like completely um like quiet and alone and how i don't think i i would do well with that i think that i would oh, really yeah. need like i i i need people and props to these ladies who are like dead silence with their man and having to kind of like let's create a vibe here i just no these were very boring in my opinion there i was really having a tough time paying attention for a lot of the day portion of these days i was just kind of like all right let's get to it already totally totally i think it just has to do with the lack of um what do you call it? Like lack of connection. I feel with a lot of the women where I'm just like, okay, this is, I I don't know you. It's upsetting because it's the same thing that we saw with the Michelle piece, right? Where like we see these, these behind the scenes things of Michelle where she's super, super funny. Yeah. yeah. And then same thing with Brie. We all of a sudden got this behind the scenes clip where they're being really funny and cute together. And we yeah. don't, they're not letting us get to know the people and speaking of that too while we when we dive into this episode we're not getting to know matt and Mm. until this episode where we have a conversation that i want to talk about uh we really don't know a lot about matt and i mean i guess it's us not having seen him on the show beforehand like as a contestant on the bachelorette like so it just feels like I don't know. I just I I really do wish like I know at the top of this season it was like fun and fun like like and it was I shouldn't say fun. It was entertaining to see all like the psychotic like Queen Victoria drama. Sure. But now at the end of it, normally these episodes are so electric and you're so excited for the hometowns, for the fantasy suite, for the top two, because you're invested in like who they all are. Totally. And they just haven't let us get to know 
anyone. I do feel most connected to Michelle out of everyone. I feel like I have actually gotten to know Michelle. Um, yeah. Obviously, we haven't seen all her funny moments, but I feel like I have seen a lot of little character development moments in her with her where I feel like I know her a, a yeah. lot better, which I don't follow any of them on Instagram. So Michelle you know, doesn't I, post anything at all. So you're okay. not like literally, okay. literally she has she doesn't post anything. I am so obsessed with her. Nothing on Instagram. Love it. So right reasons. So I wrote that in my notes. So right reasons. So I, right reasons. I. But I mean, we don't even we we don't even know Rachel really either. No. Which is so in like we don't we don't know Rachel or Bree. Um, it's all very unclear. Like who these people are. I think aside from Michelle and like what their motivations are, and even with Rachel, it's been confusing because I feel like um like I don't want to believe that she's genuine. I'm, yeah. You know, we haven't liked her from the beginning. It's like, this isn't even, it's not like uh, we're holding a grudge against her, like, no. or whatever. It's like, we we were always kind of like, oh, I don't know about this girl. We were never really, like, her biggest fans. But, no. um, like, I want to feel like she's, I want to believe she's not genuine. <laughs> but I think she is. But I feel like I haven't seen enough of her to, or their relationship to understand why it is at where it's at. And so it almost makes it feel a little less genuine because we just don't have, we don't have any, any clue what their like motivations are for deepening their relationship with each other. It's all very odd. No, you're totally right. And I feel like I genuinely feel like the only reason that we do feel connected and feel like we've gotten to know Michelle more is I, I I really believe this. I believe she is exceptionally vulnerable. Like totally, I I don't I agree. even you know I don't even think that we've actually necessarily gotten more airtime from her. I think it's legit. Like she has really meaningful, in depth conversations. Like frequently, even just glimpses of her conversations with Matt during this episode and her interaction with her parents. You're kind of like she really kind of get like cuts to the core quickly. And you can tell like what you see is what you get with her, you know, yeah. like you can just see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, and that's why I feel like I, th- I think I feel like I know her the most is cause I, I just, you don't get a sense that she, there's any, any facade up Mm-mm. at all with her. She's Mm-mm. got nothing, well, she's got nothing to hide. And I think that mm. that's what's special about Michelle. And I think that's what makes her really good for Matt too. I love um, her so much. Yeah, I do too. She's like, you know, and I think Matt can learn a lot. <laughs> You're, we're like, we don't know these people at all. And then now I'm about to do a whole character but analysis. But Matt could really learn a lot. <laughs> no, no, I think like she could teach, not that he could learn a lot. I think like she could teach him a lot about that because, you know, Matt, you could tell he is seeking like perfection. and mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It, But, you know, Michelle is so vulnerably herself, but is without trying so like imperfectly perfect in her own way. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that if that that Matt could learn something about that, about how if he was a little bit more vulnerable about his feelings, it he would be even better. Oh, well, you know, a thousand percent. Her conversation, we'll get into it in a minute. But when she sat with him and she and he asked her about falling in love and whatever. And she said, like, but how to stay in love. I was just like standing up like. I knew you'd you'd love that. I, I liked it too. Obsessed because it's just like, oh, oh, very interesting. Not something we've talked about on a show that is all about a rapid feeling. Like, I yes, know. it's very easy to fall in love with someone, especially in this 
this situation where everything feels magical and is expedited or microwaved, as Tasha's uh, father would say, you know, but the fact that like she's already outside of the process and is like, okay, love this, falling in love with you, I'm in love with you, blah, blah, blah. But like, the big thing is, how do you stay in love? And I'm just like, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. I know. Michelle. And she didn't mean it, to, mean it to be shady at all, but like it kind of was. And I loved it. Or yes. she was like, she wasn't trying to say it this way, but the way that I was choosing to read into it was like, <laughs> yeah, all these bitches are like falling in love with you right now. But like, who's going to make it with you to the end? And, you know, again, I am not, people are going to think that this, that I'm just like holding a grudge against Rachel. It's not about any of that. I really mm-hmm. don't see if they get engaged or if they are still engaged. I just don't see it lasting between them. I don't think that they have mm-hmm. the... I, I just don't think that they have the the kind of connection that has longevity. I think the energy between them, like we've seen over and over again, is that Matt likes to sweep Rachel off her feet and yes. she provides that for him. She's very much like you know, I've never done this. I like, she's very, she is also very vulnerable, like very open to expressing how much she feels for him. She's very open to like being like very heart eyed about him and being very like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed with you. Like that type energy. Um, and I think he probably like, you know, he likes playing that role to a certain extent, but that again, like that's not something that necessarily has longevity versus a Michelle, like you said, who could really, I think they could really, they would be very good together, like long-term. Yeah, I don't see Rachel and Matt's just like personalities being compatible. I think that they're maybe yeah. like a little bit too similar in certain ways. Yeah, yeah. That just wouldn't work. Okay, well, um, before we uh, get into it, do you want to take a quick pause? Yes. <laughs> you read my mind. Let's take a quick little pause, broads. Um, So here's the thing. Call me crazy, but I really believe that bras can be sexy, stylish, and comfortable as hell all at the same time. Forget the lies of the past that tell you comfy isn't cute and the only way to be sexy is to be squished and shoved into something involving pokey, stiff underwire. You and your boobs deserve better than that. For better bras and underwear, you have to check out Third Love. Third Love is doing things differently, broads. Uh, they are doing things so differently. Okay, mm. for starters, instead of guessing your size and trying to fit into one of those few sizes offered at most retailers, you're going to get your best fit ever by taking Third Love's fitting room quiz. And this quiz is going to ask you a whole host of questions. All of these questions are going to get you matched with your perfect bra. There's going to be questions about your breast shape, um, your personal style, what issues you have with your current bras. And then after the quiz is done, you'll have a set of recommendations that Third Love's fit stylists pick out just for you. Um, I've taken the quiz. I've gotten the bras. They're amazing. And Third Love carries 80 sizes, including half cup sizes, which I also love. Mm -hmm. So trust us when we say there is something for everyone at Third Love. Mm -hmm. I pretty much exclusively wear Third Love bras now. Like that really is the only bra that I will put on my body. They're just that amazing. And I can't wait to get my hands on their newest lounge collection, (gasps) which, yes, I already know I will be living in 24-7. Available in sizes extra small through 3XL and 100% French terry and woven knits. 
Um, I mean, is it weird if I make Third Love's Lounge Collection my new work from home uniform? I sure hope not because that's what's going to happen. Not weird at all. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now, they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash chatty right now and you're going to find your perfect fitting bra and you're going to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash chatty 20% off today. Well, Broads, being that it's currently Women's History Month, I have to just put it out there that women are freaking superheroes, being mothers, running businesses, being quality partners, taking care of who you are. The laundry list of things that women have on their plates is never ending, and taking care of your health shouldn't be another dreaded thing on your to-do list. So let care of take care of you this spring. You've got enough going on, okay? Um, since I started utilizing care of's personalized vitamins and mineral packets, that's been over three years now, actually. It's been a long time. Um, my health is not only totally optimized, it's also running on autopilot, which I love. Makes my life so easy. And all you have to do is head to takecareof.com where you're going to start off with an in-depth five-minute online quiz so that the team at Care Of can get to know you a little bit more and they're going to get to know your personal health goals too. Their approach is really personalized and it kind of feels like a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist, but like easier, quicker, cheaper, all of that. The results of the quiz are going to determine what exactly goes into your personalized daily packs and you can adjust your regimen at any time. Mm -hmm. And the coolest part to me, honestly, is the transparency. The world of vitamins and supplements is a shockingly complex and opaque one. But with care of, uh, you'll get unbelievable access into what their team is recommending for you, the science behind why they're recommending it, and even insight into the specific sourcing of the product. Um, I never feel uneasy taking anything care of suggests because the information is there in plain sight and so easy to understand. For 50% off your first care of order, uh, go to takecareof.com slash chatty50 and enter code chatty50. By the way, they also have protein powder that I love. Side note. Again, if you want 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com slash chatty50 and enter code chatty50. It's unflavored and it's vegan, I think, and it's great. Love it. Fantastic. Okay, so so we have to talk about this conversation with his dad. Yes, first of all, as you were telling me before we started recording, we haven't gotten a chance to listen to the full thing yet. But Rachel Lindsay has gone absolutely rogue. Not on Bachelor Happy Hour. She went on what is it? Bachelor Party? Bachelor Party? Yeah, Juliet Littman's Bachelor Party. Bachelor Pad? Is it called Bachelor Bachelor Party? I think. I think it's bad. It's not Bachelor Pad. That's the Bachelor knockoff show. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Remember um, that? Or just, not the knockoff, the uh, bachelor party. Yes, bachelor party. Yeah, okay, bachelor party. <laughs> um, like a bachelorette party, bachelor party. Anyway, but yeah, Jess started listening to the beginning of it because she was basically, you know, going off about like, okay, ABC, we need to talk about how you're perpetuating stereotypes about <sighs> black father- fathers. Yes. Okay, so... Obviously, we know that Rachel has been taking a step away from social media. She's taken a step away from um, Bachelor Happy Hour, giving herself a Bachelor break. And then we saw her post on Instagram while the episode was airing, like, I have to say something. I like this is too important. I got to talk about this. And thankfully, right before we started recording this, I was able to listen to at least the first 15 minutes. And I'm broad. I'm going to highly recommend it. Uh, Bachelor Party, uh, the most recent episode with Rachel. Um, 
And she is like, I, I had to break my silence right now because she was so upset and disappointed um, in ABC continuing to perpetuate, perpetuate the, wow, I can't say that word right now. Perpetuate. Um, uh, these stereotypes and something that she said that was like, oh my goodness. She said she knows for a fact. And she said a fact, like emphasized it twice that Matt James was not comfortable with this conversation airing. So take that as you may. I'm imagining they've probably had a conversation. And I also took note of the fact that Matt, who's often pretty quiet on social media while the show is or airing. Or waits. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Waits to say something. Yeah, if unless it's something that's like causing somewhat of a stir, then he'll acknowledge it. But typically during the episodes, he doesn't say anything like during or early on. And you could tell that this was a, this was a, these were tweets that definitely seemed like he was prepared to put them out. Oh, he put, yeah, he put them out like immediately, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to read them. Um, He put three out. Uh, One had a link to it. So the first one was tonight's convo with my dad was hard to experience. And it's just as hard to watch all this time later, especially knowing the world is watching with me. Uh, Next tweet. I just wanted to say that too often we see dangerous stereotypes and negative depictions of black fathers in media and they have consequences when presented without context. This is where he added a swipe up link. And the swipe up link is an article uh, that talks about the media portrayals and black male outcomes, media representation impact on the lives of black men and boys. Um, and it's a really Bro, good that's article. That's so fucked up. If, yep. they're, if he's like, yep. I don't want this airy. And they're just like, yeah, sorry. Yep. Yep. And then the final quote or the final uh, tweet that he put out was, All I hope is that people watch that conversation with nuance, care, and also an understanding that there are real systemic issues at play. I am so proud of myself for being vulnerable, and I'm so proud of my mother, and I wouldn't be who I am without my dad. That's a fact. Uh, So, well, we were talking, we were texting about it, and I was just like, okay, this is like obviously never the first time anyone has come on the show with this kind of relationship with their dad. This is like a fairly common thing, but this is the first time we've ever seen this conversation on TV and it does happen to be with the black man. And like, I I know that that is, you know, obviously what actually happened, but for like Rachel said, for her to know for a fact that like Matt was not comfortable with that airing, Uh, that's just that's just so like I don't know so like well ABC kind of just being or not ABC you know production just being kind of like well fuck you (laughs) drama this is the most dramatic thing to actually happen this season so I guess we're gonna keep it in it's just not right right right. And, and and you know there's so many like like Matt said I hope that we can see the nuance because on one side it's like watching it I do, when I talk about this, I do not want to discount the fact that I don't want to discount Matt's words and how like brave he was to have this really important conversation with his dad. But if production wanted to truly look out for their lead, this would have been off camera. This is not a conversation. Oh, yeah. And and but Rachel then brought up um in the the her the podcast that she was doing with Juliet such a such a powerful point 
where she hearkened it to, I don't know if, have you seen, did you watch Oprah's interview with Meghan and Harry? Oh, I I haven't gotten a chance to yet. An an absolute must. Uh, And Broads, if you, I'm sorry if you haven't uh, watched it, but Rachel hearkens it to, uh, at one point in the interview, Meghan talks about how she um, decided to, you know, put her trust in the royal family that they would protect her. And she regrets that because they did not. And they exploited her. And she hearkens that to Matt and also herself. She brings up the fact that she's like, I was on the show. I trusted production to protect me. And they put a racist on my season. They exploited me for the drama. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure Matt is feeling very similar right now, where especially again, Matt has never been on this show before. So this is he probably is having these moments where he feels like very like he's trusting in these people that he's having these interactions with every day and trusting that, you know, maybe when they're going back and forth and having these conversations where he's like, I feel like I need to have this conversation with my dad, that he feels safe putting it in the hands of production and then it was exploited. Yeah, I mean, and I I guess this actually isn't the first time we've seen something kind of similar. I kept remembering um, Dean's conversation with his dad. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. How that yeah. felt really yeah. Um, exploitative. Yeah. But there is, it's so different here because there are so many more added layers. Um, you know, like everyone said, perpetuating stereotypes, which is which is not right, especially if Lee doesn't feel comfortable with that. But obviously, as we've seen, I don't know why anyone thinks, I mean, there's like no doubt in my mind anymore that production does not have the interest, the, the, the lead's best interest in, in mm-hmm. mind. And they don't, no. they don't care about protecting the lead, no matter who they are. It just seems yep. like we've kind of seen that time and time again, you know? Yeah. Um, and one of the quotes that I took, again, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing because you, you and I had to hop on the the uh, the recording. But one of the quotes that Rachel said is uh, they don't know how to protect people of color. They only know how to exploit them. Yeah. Um, and in this pledge for diversity, she's like, it's extremely disappointing that this is what we're seeing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and, and this is what this is, I will say, though. Well, you know, mm, I was going to say, do they do they uh, care at all about protecting any cast matter- members? Like, I don't say that in an all lives matter way. I don't mean it like that. But like, as I was kind of saying last week, I don't remember it was if it was to you on camera or off camera. But I don't know if reality TV can ever be ethical. Like reality TV by nature is extremely exploitative and uh, mm-hmm. and emotionally abusive in a way mm-hmm. um but it is crazy to see that there is for these black people going on the show that there's a different level of or layer of exploitativeness where it's like okay we're going to exploit you um i don't know on just like an added level like yeah i i mean like just it, it's 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 constant trauma that's being just like just put on display. It's just like here's trauma that this person is dealing with for everyone to to pro- like to see. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say like do they ever try to protect cast members and then I was thinking like well they, like Chris Harrison went out of his way to try to protect Rachel. <gasps> Kirk Kirk Kirkanell. Yep. 
you know? It's yep. like, ooh. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say just like the one thing that I will say, and um, I am happy for Matt. I'm not going to be like, yes, production, but I am happy for Matt that being in this extreme circumstance, being on The Bachelor, did make this conversation happen. Yeah. And I, that's, for yeah. that, I am, it's it's pretty incredible. Like, who knows how many more years it might have taken for this situation to to happen for them to get mm-hmm. in a room and just speak mm-hmm. hard truths to each other. Mm-hmm. So I will say I found that kind of amazing. Like um, that I'm like, wow, this trash season, if it was worth anything, at least it was worth Matt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Matt being just on a completely separate note. I'm not saying that that justifies it being aired, but I was just happy for Matt and his dad that they could um, have those moments together. One thousand percent. I that's what what I was saying earlier. Like I'm not trying to like discount this very like necessary conversation that he had yeah. with his father. I mean, you know, uh, I I would imagine like again not to justify by any means the the exploitation, but. Um, I'm sure that it was impactful for a lot of people watching who do have family members that they're not currently connected with because of, uh, you know, past trauma that they've had with them. I was watching this and obviously like it's an extremely different situation for me, but I was like remembering memories from, you know, when my parents first got divorced and one of my one of my parents I didn't speak to for numerous years and that having that first conversation is so intense and it's yeah, there I'm sure that it was impactful for a lot of people and, you know, I don't know, just sending all the love to him because he's just he just he really seems like an amazing human being. And I, again, you know, I know that people, he's, there are certain actions that have happened where people are like disappointed with him, whatever. I, I, I think he seems like a wonderful person and I just hope all the best for him. And I hope that, you know, I hope he finds love or has found love or whatever that may look like because he just seems like a wonderful person. You know. My hair is driving me nuts right now. Sorry for people watching on YouTube. It's like my bangs are getting in my face. I'm losing <laughs> my goddamn mind. Um, yeah, I completely agree, though. Like, I really, I, he, I was, I have to say, you know, we've talked about how he's had a hard time being vulnerable. But as you said earlier, it was very brave and bold of him to, like, to say the truths that he did out loud mm-hmm. to his mm-hmm. father. Like, mm-hmm. and there were some moments, um... There were some moments, you know, where the shit his dad said, I was like, oh, my God, where, you know, he was like, oh, you didn't get that time with me. Like, I didn't get that time with my dad. And I was like, that's not what we're talking about right now, sir. Like, we're talking about your relationship mm-hmm. with your son and like your responsibility to him. And Matt, like, did not back down. You know, he was like, no. like, I needed you and you hurt me. Like, I don't know what your experience is. Oh, no, he was. Ah! The, there was a lot of bombs dropped in this conversation. I can I. 
God, I feel bad for Matt that he did not want. Oh, that's horrible that he did not want this aired and it was aired. So private, so personal, so intimate. And you can't say like the Meghan Markle thing that he knew what he was getting into. No, You can't say that because no one knows what they're getting into until they're in it. Like I can speak from experience on this. You do not know what you're getting into. You do not know what it's like. And you hope and you trust that the people that you feel like you can trust right now are going to handle it in a delicate manner. And you know, down yeah in the most dramatic way yeah yeah, yeah I don't want to I don't want I don't want to hear any of that bullshit of like he knew what he was getting into when he allowed us out on the show there is there is so much like you know ma- manipulation and smooth talking and like this is gonna this is gonna be beautiful for America like there's all, all you know I, so so I don't really want to hear any of that um how did you feel when he said if I wanted to celebrate, I'd go to Chuck E. Cheese? I was like, don't don't bring Charles into this. <laughs> Do not bring Charles Entertainment Cheese into this. Okay, no, I that was that was the one moment I I the, the fact of the matter is that I was crying and I was I had I had a lot of feelings because number one I had a pit in my stomach because I was like this feels not right right now and so I was processing a too that. Real. Yeah, this is just like it's so intense. I feel like I shouldn't be part of this conversation right now and then I was crying because he was like there was so much emotion and then he brought up Chuck E. Cheese and it did bring me out of the moment for a second and I was just like did you say Chuck E. Cheese because that sounds pretty good that a, a slice of that za sounds pretty good to me right now <laughs> oh oh the line where he was like oh I did know what she what it's like dad because I experienced it too oh he said oh. some shit that had me shooketh yeah it it was just it was a it was so raw and it was so like i said i'm i'm really not i was not surprised when i heard rachel Lindsay say he was not comfortable with this being because because you could it, it was just like when you were watching it you're like this is we've been we've seen matt james during this season and this feels like something that like a conversation he needed to have that yes, the cameras happened to be there, but it's like he forgot about the cameras in that moment. Oh my God. Yes. And he was so in it with his father and yeah. Oh, well, and I imagine you also probably feel extremely protective. Doesn't matter like what a piece of shit your dad was or wasn't, you know, like you feel protective over that person. You're like, you don't want them looking like a fool or a bad person on national television. And like he said, you know, it's like he wouldn't be who he was without his father in those tweets. So, anywho, I highly recommend I'm going to, as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to finish up that Bachelor Party interview. Yeah, you listen to it too. Um, and thank Look, you for Rachel for coming out of hiatus for a moment to share her thoughts with us. But, yeah. I was going to say, though, like, it really was, okay, I got to say, it was beautiful because you were seeing a very real, raw conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's the silver lining in all of this. Be- again, I'm not not justifying, not justifying. I'm just like, at least this is, the, like, the good, this is the positive no, it's side like, of it's it. No, it's like what Matt was saying. You know what I'm in, saying? In his tweet, he said it's nuanced because I think exactly what you're saying, like, this was exploitive and this was perpetuating stereotypes and he was not comfortable but then the nuance piece I would imagine is the fact that this was a conversation that probably is going to affect him for the rest of his life and other people are seeing it. It's probably going to affect them too. Mm, I was reading his comment nuanced having to do with his dad's experience like in America mm, as mm. like an African man. That's kind of what I thought he was. I don't really know though. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I'm not sure but either. 
but what I was saying is the the amazing thing was is like what I really loved is I loved seeing that these two people who cared about each other like went at it and like said harsh truths, but they both were honest and they yeah. both said things that were difficult to hear. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to see that and then see like this is all that I want for like everyone is to be able to see that like when you go there with the people in your life, life in the people in your life that matter, there can be like light at the end of the tunnel and it's like better than ever. Like with mm-hmm. your parents, when you can like mm-hmm. be radically honest, like mm-hmm. you, or your friends or your partner, like look at the healing that can come. Like, you know, like Matt said, this, this isn't just like a one and done event, but to see them hug, to see them joke and smile and laugh and, and feel safer yeah, even to say just a I little love bit you. with each other. Yeah, yeah, to talk about that they're proud, like that he's proud of him, and for him to hear that is beautiful. Yeah, no, I no, I I completely, and it's so. And for no, Matt to say I forgive you, and for his yes. dad to hear what I yes. believe his dad so badly needed to hear, which was like, I still love you, Dad, and I want you a part of my life. And oh yes. my God, he said, "There's still a lot of life for both of us to live." And I forgive you and I want you in my life and my kids' lives. It was like his dad needed to hear that so bad. Yeah. And it was so beautiful to see that and know that there was a little bit of healing for both of them in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I have mm-hmm. to say, I just, that was, that was beautiful. And I hope people yeah. can see that part of it. Um you know, rather than making judgments and seeing his dad as a piece of shit or whatever. I mean, it's like life is complicated. Yeah, no, totally. <sighs> I just have one question and it's how the fuck did Matt get so tall? His dad <laughs> is like a foot shorter than him. He is so tall. His mom, I think, is pretty tall. If I remember correctly, she is very tall. Taller than his dad? I I don't know, but I think we love I, that. Mean, I feel like he I, was towering above his father. Towering. I remember. I I feel maybe I'm maybe I'm just like thinking of every time I think of his. I mean, mom, she's is very like thin and long. She's like a willow tree a little bit to me. But I also picture Celine Dion whenever I think of his mother, and Celine yes, Dion no, just seems so tall to me. So maybe I'm just mixing them up. <laughs> but I feel like his mother is longer tall. faces. Do you think that they're longer faces? Like you assume they're tall. Potentially, yes. Potentially, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I go, oh, you your face believe. is I'm long. I'm about to look up Celine Dion's height right now. I'm sure she's small. Everyone's small who's famous. Everyone's like five yes. foot who's famous. She's five seven. That's like the most that's, normal height ever. That's like, that is tall for a celebrity, actually. <laughs> it's very tall for True. a celebrity. Cher's five nine. Mariah Carey's five eight. Wow. Mariah Carey's five eight. I've always pictured Mariah Carey being very like short. I don't know. Andre why. Bocelli's six two. I put I I I pictured Mariah Carey being like five foot. Flat, I pictured you know like uh, Andre Bocelli also being like five four. <laughs> like I pictured him being very small. <laughs> Andre Bocelli's six two. He's a big man. We'll, well see how tall his mom is. We'll compare next week. Yeah, I can't wait to see them standing next to each other <laughs> so that we can figure out we can analyze this. Um, but um, sh- should we talk about Michelle's one on one fantasy suite moment? Yes. Um. 
I want to say, first of all, your girl was very nervous when Matt showed up without a turtleneck on. I was starting to sweat. I was like, if Michelle goes home, I'm going to freak. But he ended up wearing a turtleneck later that evening. So I was like, okay, like, I guess, you know. (laughs) But the pattern is still not broken. I don't think the pattern is broken yet. Now, he also was wearing a turtleneck in part of the Brie date, though. So it's not like it's foolproof. It's not like always. Okay. You know, it, not but, a hard but, rule. Yeah, so it's kind of it's getting this a little hard science. But okay. okay, so they talk about how they're going to have this traditional uh, Pennsylvania Dutch spa, and I do want to say that when they walked into that room, I immediately was like, my first instinct was I was like, oh wow, this is romantic. And then my second thought was like, this looks like a kind of a scene from like a saw one of the saw movies. And I feel like like when I started to notice that there was butter that they were putting on each other, milk bath, um, oatmeal to stick their feet in, it was all food products. I was legit picturing like it was like a giant who like Hansel and Gretel this and was like getting them all buttered up before devouring them. <laughs> um I immediately was expecting, I was like, where's the Pennsylvania Dutch shaman that's going to emerge from like a closet? Oh, okay. You, you're like, what that's is the, what I was waiting what's, for. What sort of where's Dutch Where's the white medicine? lady with the stones? Like, what's what's about, you know, where's the white woman going to come around, wave sage around them? Okay, okay. No, that makes sense too. No, I was in full, like, there is a giant who is get, letting them roll themselves in butter and dipping their feet in oatmeal because that fucking fireplace looked like a huge pizza oven okay and i was like this is a hansel and gretel moment they think they're being romantic and then they're gonna get put somewhere it was very scary I was kind to of, me i was kind of obsessed with it because there was no stupid local to interact with like i kind of loved that it was just the two of them that already made the date much better it's very and true. i was feeling it although i have to say matt and i are on the same page it seems like when it comes to food play the man was gagging throughout the entire date. Like he could not, he could barely contain himself. Like he, he's he, not like a it could have been such a sexy moment. And then when they're rubbing each other in butter, he was just like, dude, think about rubbing each other in butter. That's butter. That's pretty vile. I'm sorry. That's, that's so. Not, I love we, butter. I I love butter, but rubbing Evan in butter and then like oil, making yes. out. Olive oil, very different. Butter, like you can smell butter. Is the salted butter? Is it unsalted butter? It has does have a very like it's. It starts to like curdle and harden on you too. Like it's not Ugh. gonna stay. <laughs> like it's gonna be crunchy. That's no, he was not. Gross. He was not our a Peter. He did not live for food play. Remember all the food play with Peter. No, dude. No, I. <laughs> What do you mean, do I remember? I will never get the scene out of my head of him and Maddie taking bites out of their fucking German or Dutch hot dogs or whatever the fuck and immediately <laughs> sticking their tongues in each other's mouth. That was the most repulsive shit I've ever seen. And I will so never cr- forget it. It was so horrifying. Matt is not one for food play and I don't think Michelle is either because I think she was trying to keep up a good attitude but when they were squishing their feet in the oatmeal they were like this sounds so weird but like it smells okay and then he tasted the milk bath which you know I feel like typically a milk bath isn't actually milk it's like uh, it's just 
But it did look really pretty, but it also gave me mega horror movie vibes. Like, again, watching too many wow. horror movies lately, but I was feeling very uncomfy um, when I started to really examine the room with all the taxidermy that was in the room. Also very ominous. Like, why do you need a spa with like all these this bear taxidermy around? I don't know. You know, I don't really get that either. It felt very intimidating. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they looked amazing, all like slithery, shiny in the butter. They did. They I was are like, okay, gods. They they are very they are very beautiful together. They I are. I feel like they're like a fit goals couple. Like <laughs> totally see them like. <laughs> I can see them like really being up in the morning. Like they're like okay, okay, six a.m. Like let's go, let's go. Their kids are all in like matching tracksuits. Oh, I I picture them. I picture Evan and I like living across the hall from them in like the, a high rise apartment, and me like coming out in the morning like hungover and in, in my robe with makeup under my eyes from being out too late, and seeing Matt and Michelle up at like six a.m. gorgeous in their like Lululemon going out to run, just beautiful. No, they're like the type where they'd be on their pelotons next to each other, and they're just like. And they like and look just, at over each other and they like give a quick peck. They, they like, kiss. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just slam the door after seeing them running in the hall. And I'm just like, Evan, fucking Matt and Michelle are just looking beautiful at six fucking a.m. in the morning again. And then he's just no, like, they're Stop, the ones. I'm too hungover. It's too loud. They're the ones who are like, you're staying at a hotel and they're doing like it's snowing outside. You know, you're like at a hotel in like Switzerland or something going skiing. And they're doing like sprints up and down the hallway when you go to set to grab your like breakfast tray at yes. 9 a.m. Yes. Right and outside your door. And, you're, and, and you like emerge and you're like, <laughs> ugh, disgusting. Like, Give me another baguette and bring extra butter this time. No, they're, they're, the they're out. Fuck my croissant and fruit cup bowl. I said a grapefruit juice, <laughs> not orange juice. You're just berating the kitchen staff. Meanwhile, they're they're withstanding there with timers timing each other. They're out timing in the hallway. each other. They're doing the they're doing the um the the plunge into the cold and the plunge into like the super uh -huh. hot just because they're it's rolling best for their body the before <laughs> running back into their room to take a hot bath. They're like, this is good for our insides. This is what our insides need. And I'm just like, give me another croissant. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> give me who a didn't cigarette. I was smoking at seven in the morning with a croissant on my 15th cappuccino. And I've been awake for one hour. <laughs> Wait, who did he do the ice bath challenge with? Do you remember? Was it Brie? I think so. Wait, did he do an ice bath? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Brie, well, I think. Let's just say it's too bad it wasn't with Michelle because they'd just both be sitting there like, regulate your breathing. <laughs> <laughs> breathe out i just love this idea of them as like a super crazy workout couple yeah no they they actually would be Health like the, goals. the most adorable in that way the most adorable okay um well i mean yeah they're having they have the beautiful conversation afterwards about staying in love um yeah and then the night portion of the dinner, I will make note that it looked like the dinner that they entered into like a hydrangea exhibit. Did you notice this? Hydrangeas everywhere. The no. painting was like some strange hydrangea abstract. It looked like they chose weird Ugh. choices from the hotel with the uplighting. And it was just like, no, this is not the Ugly. vibe. Yes. Yeah, I don't it wasn't, like that. It wasn't for me, um, but they're very, very sweet together. They really are. And he feels like clearly he can open up to her about things and she makes yes. it very, very safe. Um, yes. 
and talks about his dad, which she ends up talking about in every episode, um, or in ever not every episode, excuse me, every date. Um, <laughs> he's he just won't shut up about his goddamn dad. He's been talking about it every every episode. <laughs> he's pro. It's like so no, clear he that not. he's processing this, like as it's like in real time. It's like this just happened, and now he's going on these dates, and it's just like. And right after hometowns too, like that's such like especially with Michelle being the first date, like they were talking about it's a really big like contrast in terms of her parents' dynamic and his. Yeah, I imagine that's gonna make him feel really safe. And to be honest, I still really think it's going to be Rachel, but like all roads kind of seem to point to lead to Michelle right now. I know, I know, I, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping. Me too. But and if not, I really hope that she's the bachelorette. That'd be cool. Me too. I really would like her. She's fantastic. We've talked about this a million times though. Okay. So um, Oh, so then they get the the, the letter, the the fantasy suite letter which uh, from Chris Harrison, um which by the way now, the fantasy suite letter has taken on a whole new role to me after finding out that he writes ero- that Chris Harrison writes erotica. Ew. Now, now like the whole him the handwritten letter with the actual a key, a, like an actual key in it with like a parchment paper just feels like some weird part of like an erotic fantasy that he is like writing down in one of his many books, which I'm sure he's like currently writing another one. Oh, I don't like that. Sorry to put that in your brain, but it was stuck in mine the whole time. So now it has to be yours. Ew, can you imagine Chris Harrison? Having sex? No, I, I've got, no. I don't even, I can't, no. I refuse. I refuse! <laughs> really thinking about it now. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, they're down to spend the night with each other. They're down they to do. spend the night with each other. They, Seems she like tells thing. him that she loves him. He does not reciprocate. He just passionately kisses her. Um, yeah, he doesn't reciprocate anyone anything with anyone this episode. No, but he did with verbally. He has verbally told Rachel in the right. fifth episode in that he is falling episodes. for her, and then he also he did say again to her something about like falling in love with her in this episode mm. at some point. In this episode, really? Yeah, it was like it was kind of like, I don't want to say throwaway line, but it was a little bit like a side. He made okay. kind of like when she, when he was trying to calm her down, basically later, oh, okay, he was okay, like, okay, you know, okay, like okay, I've okay, been okay. I've he said something like I've been falling in love with you and blah, blah, blah. So he reiterates that for her. But that's OK. Got it. Got it. Got it. All that we get. Um, well, and then they're they're kissing passionately. I mean, and she gets him. Bada bing, bada boom. Michelle gets Matt night one, which is going to be the most randy of Matt's, I'm assuming, because he Very has been randy. All sorts of pent up, and I would definitely want the first night because I'm. You're you, not you first; think, you're last. Exactly. <laughs> but why. it's just like to the idea of being able to get someone when they've been pent up for many weeks and ready to have sex. I am sure. Um, um, yeah, that would be that would be my hopes and dreams would be to get the first. Uh, the first go around totes, totes which clearly Rachel is also feeling because Rachel we're seeing begin to spiral 
Yeah, and I was cracking up when Michelle came home from her date, and she's like, yeah, we were rubbing each other in butter. It was so silly, you know, and Rachel's like... (laughs) Rachel is just... She can't even look at her. She's just like... (sighs) Just losing it. Slowly losing it. Which, okay, also, I do have to say, before we talk then about um, all of them, Rachel... Or, sorry, Michelle and Matt, the goodbye scene, my frigid heart melted when he shouted at her from the balcony and was just like Michelle and like blew her a kiss and she had this huge smile and I was like okay bro I am not gonna understand if he picks Rachel I know what I I mean but I I guess as I have said before a lot of times they set us up for heartbreak when when the character, you know, they, they invest us to break our hearts so that we care pattern, about Michelle's journey, you know. The reason I think it's Rachel is the pattern that you have called out so often that is the what you think. Like, it's always not the one that you think it's going to be. It's the one that doesn't necessarily have the quote unquote bachelor or bachelorette edit. Um, where you're getting to know them more and it seems like really locked in, like they're farther along in their relationship. And it just feels so for sure with Michelle that it makes me nervous. But that balcony moment, I was just like, all right, my little heart is aflame. My skeptical heart right now is aflame. Cute. (laughs) Um, I mean, maybe the only reason why I think he picks Rachel so much is because I feel like why else would Chris be defending her, Chris Harrison? And I guess the only other other reason I can think is maybe if they wanted her bachelorette. So like I'm fingers crossed that he picks Michelle. Yeah, true, true. But I, I mean, still think I still think it's Rachel. Uh, uh, well, before we get into the next uh, date, you want to take a quick little pause again? Yes. Uh. Broads, so I can pretty vividly remember the day that I found out just how harmful conventional deodorant was for the body. Like the fact that we clog our pores with aluminum just to smell better. That's going to be a no thanks. Um, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I do want to smell fresh as a daisy, but I'll take a pass on the harsh chemicals in my body, which is why I am a native deodorant loyalist. All the fresh scent, none of the harsh chemicals and metals. And Native actually goes one step further than that because they make their deodorant with ingredients that you already know, like coconut oil and shea butter. And if you're a bit skeptical about making the switch to natural deodorant because you've heard horror stories about the midday stink or natural deodorants that just don't work at all, I hear you. But trust you'll not be feeling that way if you switch to Native. It keeps you smelling your best all day long. Native has 10 amazing scents for you to choose from, like coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, or the one I'm wearing today, citrus and herbal musk. It smells so good. Plus, a ton of fun rotating seasonal scents. Native already has 16,000 five-star reviews, and there's a good reason for that because it really works. It doesn't matter if I'm having a movie marathon on the couch or hitting up that virtual workout class. I am always smelling great thanks to Native. Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash chatty or use promo code chatty at checkout and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash chatty or use promo code chatty at checkout for 20% off your first order. 
Well, Broads, when it comes to personal space, especially when many of us are spending most all of our days in that space all day, every day, having the right vibe is important. And given the amount of time we are all spending in our homes these days, you might as well make it the space of your dreams. And Jenny Kane can make that happen. It truly is a haven for all things beautiful, for real, including home decor needs, uh, whether that's simple accent pieces or furniture that uh, centers an entire room. Jenny Kane has pieces for all corners of your house. And there's a really good chance you're already familiar with Jenny Kane because of their fabulous closet staples. But if you like their timeless everyday luxury clothing, you're going to love their timeless luxury home pieces. Like everything from Jenny Kane, the materials are really the star of the show. Their furniture is Pacific Northwest handcrafted using natural reclaimed wood and leathers and the home textiles feature neutral linens, cashmere, and even ultra soft alpaca. Oh my God. Every single piece is purposely done and it's something you'll have for years to come. The quality is absolutely fantastic. I actually have one of the cashmere blankets and oh my God, trust me when I say it is a fight to get off of my couch when I'm wrapped in this. It's literally the softest, most beautiful blanket I own and I can't wait to continue adding Jenny Kane pieces throughout my home for those everyday moments of luxury. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order too when you use code chatty at checkout. And for a limited time, that also includes furniture. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code chatty. Jenny with an I, Kane with a K-A-Y-N-E, Jenny Kane. Boom. All right, well, back at the house, uh, Rachel says that she is legitimately nauseous thinking about him in bed with someone else. And that's when I was like, oh, Lord, you're right. It's the Maddie <laughs> vibes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's going to happen. She's going to tell him to break up with everyone or else she's leaving. Um, but uh, it's not her turn next. It is Bree's turn. And Bree's also not feeling too great, but she says she's also excited to see him, but she's feeling frustrated with this process. Um, so Bree's date, let me tell you about Bree's date, okay? When initially, the second that Matt said we're going to be hiking and you pointed out the bad backpacks. But of course you first look at the sleeping bags and you're like, if they're going to put this oh my woman God, yeah, in a if, tent, yeah. if they are going to put this woman yeah. and basically put her in another, in a Becca K situation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Never forget times times five, because it'll be like in the frigid woods of Nima colon. Like I will lose it because as she says, She's like, why do I keep getting these damn outdoor dates? Like, I am not an outdoorsy person. It's like if every... Becca, it's like if every time if I was on the show and every date they gave me was an outdoor date, you would be laughing your ass off. It'd be like, Jessica... I love it. (laughs) It's like if they gave me every time they give me an outdoor date or like an active date. Like, we're going to all jog together outside. I love that. Oh, my God. I could only pray if you were on the show to just spend the entire time. It's just always athletic gear and outside. And I would just be like, if you don't put me inside with a glass of champagne and a nice heel. I see you fixing your sunglasses being like. (laughs) I don't know why I just picture. I'm sensitive to the sun. Can't see. Yeah my contacts i don't have my specialty contacts in and you i have like just, a massive <laughs> visor on you're just like i'm just like i 
just love always picturing myself hungover and smoking a cigarette in these situations and Matt's just in like a visor. Like I love you having like a little like fluffy pixie cut like you do, but with like this big ass visor. But I just see you out there being like, I do not have enough money for Botox to fix like the wrinkles I'm going to get from these UV rays. Just like with 15 inches off your face. I'm like, unless you sons of bitches are going to pay for the maintenance afterwards of the damage that's happening to my face right now. I have to wear sunglasses and I need this gigantic ass hat. Okay. (laughs) Does anyone have a lighter? (laughs) This is part of my 17 step like, uh, uh, never mind. I can't think of what it's called. This is part. Uh. They're like, they're like, excuse me, miss. You need to put your cigarette out. And I'm just like, I don't smoke. It's part of my aesthetic. Okay. I'm going to need this. It's part of, it's what I'm trying to, it's the I do vibe. not inhale. Do you think I actually, you think I actually put this disgusting thing in my body? Please. Are you it's kidding me? It's the intimidation me? factor. I'm trying to ash it on them. I am going for a Corella DeVille look. And if you are not here for it and then they're like, please don't flick this. We're in the woods. There's brush fires. that could happen. (laughs) And I'm just like, well, then don't put me on a damn camping date. Okay. (laughs) I love this idea of you being like this crazy diva on the show. Or what if you were like, what if it was like Moira, you know, from Schitt's Creek status where you're like, you have sunglasses on and you're like. It's a prop, sweetie. Like, I thought, like, you should know showbiz and, like, flick it at the person. <laughs> That's showbiz, it's baby. It's a fake cigarette. <laughs> it's, it's bubble gum. I just take a bite of it. <laughs> Joke's on you, bitch. <laughs> All part of the show. <laughs> I love that. Ooh, I like that. That's my favorite version. You are just bringing props with you on every date, like being like, this is just, this is part of my, this is my part of my shtick. I'm like, excuse me. I ordered a Greyhound. No, I ordered a Great Dane for this scene. I need a Great Dane with a studded (laughs) collar and a faux fur leash. Where is Leroy, my Great Dane? (laughs) Everyone's just like, I need him to be exceptionally tall. Okay. It's all part of the aesthetic. <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture with these narratives. I wish that we had that added layer for Victoria, for Queen Victoria. That would that yes. would have really yes. improved her character. I feel like we uh, needed a few. It was that scene where she was sitting outside where we were saying she's like the drunk girl who needs to be smoking a cigarette or have it has a jewel outside of the club. Like she needed yes. that to really complete yes. what was happening. Yes, the jewel. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, back to Brie. I just yes. like I'm not gonna lie. I was just sitting there with my eyes glazing over pretty much until their the night portion of their date. Did anything really happen? Yeah, I was a little in and out. I mean, I just there was a lot of um, there was there were some innuendos that were happening. Like, I felt like I definitely feel like they have good sexual chemistry. Like he was apparently so Brie went out of her way. Well, we'll get there. But there were before that even there were these sexual innuendos where he was like, yeah, I've pitched a lot of tents before. And I was like, hey, oh, okay, we we hear it. And there she's giggling. Um, I mean, not there was really. uh, Oh, they they did have a conversation um, where he uh, 
talked about her family and he was really touched, I think, and overwhelmed by how loving her family was when mm. he walked in and everyone started crying. And I think that was he was talking about that was a little intimidating for him, but not in a bad way and just like a way that was very overwhelming and beautiful. And they had the, a good conversation about that um, and his family. But other than that, um, they were just flirty and playful. And all I was thinking about the entire time was, again, being out in the elements and how it must be so cold and how, you know, when your nose gets freezing and you're trying to talk to somebody and all you can think about is hoping that your nose doesn't keep dripping because oh, it's so God. cold. And so that's, yeah, that's all horrible. I, that's the only thing I could think about during the date was just like this poor thing is looking so glamorous and gorgeous. And she's probably just thinking this whole time, like my nose is about to drip down my face. My nose is about to drip down my face, Ugh, but trying to be feeling trying to be present and like what I what she, like I would give what she would give to be in the middle of a spa date instead rubbing yeah, butter right <laughs> I mean, or even a, if it's gross or a pottery date you're inside you've already done all your glam your hair you're looking great you're like can I just at be least give him another hot second? tub like or a, do yeah. a sauna in the woods come on come Something. on but the hiking come with on. the stick and the threat of snakes horrifying um well then they had dinner um and again i was just very thrown off this whole i you know normally i don't notice the out the um surroundings i'm not (laughs) great about that but i think it was because this episode felt slow to me that i was just picking up on all the different surroundings yeah and their dinner Honey, looks let's like be real. The entire season has been slow for us. Like the, it's true. It's true. Well, is, all I was thinking about during rough. this was the fact that it looked like they were eating at a claim jumper because they had those elk chandelier, <laughs> <laughs> those, those elk horn <laughs> chandeliers. And I was like, this looks either like the, 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 the bar in beauty and the beast with like LeFou swinging from these chandeliers yeah, yeah, yeah. or we're at claim jumper and I'm ordering Fucking the, uh, the mother load cake jumper. for like 25 bucks. Damn. That sounds bomb right now. That sound I love so that. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, girl claim jumper provided like you get a lot of food for a small, not a small <laughs> price, but like it's a medium price and you get a shit ton of food. Is claim jumper like on par with like outback steakhouse? In my humble opinion, <laughs> Claim Jumper yeah. exceeds the quality of Outback, okay. but is okay. a similar price. It's a okay. better dining experience, <laughs> and you also get more food. I do love Bloomin' Onion. I don't think I've ever eaten at Claim Jumper. My dad was a manager when I was growing up until I was maybe like six years old at a claim jumper. So I grew up in the claim jumper. Running I was going to say, you are part of the claim jumper community and yes. you're an advocate and <laughs> I, I'm glad you're speaking out about this. <laughs> I would like to talk about their California quesadilla. I would like to talk about their bread bowls. <laughs> I would like to talk about their rotisserie chicken. Their salad bar is to die for. <laughs> Bring them back. You don't only get iceberg, you get romaine, guys, too. I'm telling you, this is quality. This is a luxury experience. And did I tell you the price? Amazing. Do you have a code you'd like to share with us for like a free appetizer? I'm going to be contacting them for a free appetizer code. And I would like to tell you, take advantage of their croutons at the salad bar. They are top notch. They are illustrious. They are thick. Okay. (laughs) 
and what was that cake again? Mention that again. Jess? The mother, the motherload cake. The motherload cake. The, the slice <laughs> is like the size of half of your body. Is that why it's like 25 bucks? It's like a birthday fun thing? Yes, it is a huge piece of cake. It is chocolate, 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 gigantic. The mother load, walnuts on top. Frosting is is to 10 out of 10. And when you're waiting (laughs) at the claim jumper, they have a popcorn machine so you can fill up a little basket of popcorn while you wait. That (laughs) I love. When I go to car dealerships or like, anywhere that has a fucking i'm trying to think about i can't think of anywhere else in a car dealership besides a movie theater that has mm-hmm. a free popcorn i mean it's not free at the movie theater any place that has a free popcorn machine i'm sold i'm there i will be there every weekend free popcorn while you wait and let me explain to you the popcorn is buttery and salty it is a 10 out of 10 popcorn it is it's not, not just some, that dry no, like no, unflavorful 300 percent sodium <laughs> No, that popcorn, you, you eat it and you're swollen for three weeks afterwards. There is so much sodium in it. It is fantastic. Bitch, I'm a. Oh, I'm about to head to claim jumper. I'm looking I'm looking at my maps right now, bitch. What? Uber Eats? Claim jumper? Honey. Wow, the closest one is 11 miles away in Buena Park. That's fucking, I'm never going to claim jumper. Uh, you think I'm going to drive 23 minutes to go, go get a fucking mother load cake? You're wrong. But, you know, maybe one day our paths will cross. Anyway. Um, Anyways. So, anyway, look. They ate it. They found a local claim jumper in Nima Colon, and that's where they were eating. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's when he talks with Bree about the conversation with his dad and she gets really emotional because she's had a similar situation with her father. Um, and, uh, you know, she's talking about here. I think, I think hearing Matt's, I think hearing Matt talk about his conversation was maybe almost encouraging for her to potentially have that conversation. That's at least how it came off to me. Like she was maybe processing having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was really shocked. That that part of the conversation was really nice. I was really shocked that she, you know, after last week went in for, I'm really falling in love with you. I was like, okay, damn girl, confident. Because after last week, I would be shattered yes. in a million pieces. And I would never be able to pick up the pieces. But she went out there. She said she's falling in love with you. He still didn't say shit back, but she went for it. You know. Um, it seemed to go well from there on. I mean... Talk about innuendos. So after their cute little night portion of the date. Which, by the way, did you notice when they first opened the door to the night portion of their date, that plant, did it look to you like hay? Because for a moment, I'm like, (laughs) no, 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 no. They're not going to force these people into like a barnyard fantasy and have hay everywhere. Well, I just felt like that. I felt like I did not notice the hay. That sounds scary, though. I don't like that. It was just, it was, it wasn't obviously the hay, but it looked like for a moment, I was just like, if they're going to do this to my girl, Brie, like, come on, like, I, they're already making her hike and now they're going to make her live like, like she's like in a Heidi situation, like in a loft (laughs) filled with hay. (laughs) You just unlocked so many memories when you said that. Holy shit. (laughs) The little, the little upper loft and. The little upper loft in her grandpapa's chalet in the Alps. That was a fucking movie. Like, getting kidnapped and, like, that was, I was all very odd. 
as a Swiss person, that was the only thing I was allowed to read as a child. <laughs> and they almost, my mom's name was almost Heidi. My grandmother almost named her Heidi. It was like the Heidi's only thing. a sick name. <laughs> I think that was the, the only thing that they read in Switzerland was the Heidi book and also Struppelpager, which is a horrifying children's book. Anyways. Okay. I'm, that sounds I'm, like the Babadook or some shit. Okay. Yeah, it, it feels that way. I just noticed that their room was really tiny. And I was like, you guys are like, it's literally so small that someone's sitting on, like she has to sit on his lap because there's nowhere for her to sit. It's true, right? I didn't think about that. That's why she's sitting on his lap. It's not even being cute. It's like, I don't have anywhere else to sit. <laughs> Camera crew's got to get in here, shuffle around the bed. As they so, pop the uh, champagne, it's like, uh, yeah, how did the camera crew fit in there? It is. It was so tiny. It was tight. It was like a cruise ship. I don't well, know what the situation was. They looked like they had a good night. And it seemed yeah, that she way. she was like, last night was everything and a little bit more. I was like. Yeah. And they were like smirking and winking at each other. And I was like, okay. So it seemed like. I had I see- had a feeling. After Bree's date, I was like, maybe Rachel's going home. Maybe Rachel's going home and we've gotten this wrong the whole time. Because they both seem to have really good chemistry on these dates. I think Matt kind of had the ick for Bree. For real? The tiniest bit. Not like the full-on ick. But it was like a little bit in the back of his head. There was something about it. There was something about it. Like... I don't know what it was, but the next morning when she was kind of like making those innuendos and stuff, it kind of felt like the the tiniest bit, like the tiniest percentage. It felt like when a girl like spends the night at a guy's house and in the morning was like, so you want to get breakfast? And he's kind of like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. Like, no, I, I, had a, I like I had a really good night, but like, can I walk you out? <laughs> He's already asking her. He's like, can I walk you out? He's like, oh, no. Like, I don't know. In, like, not not very strong, that vibe, but just just kind of like. But ever so slightly, there was like that in the back of your head where it was a little bit like, okay. Where he's kind of to- just like, where he's like, I know who's going home tomorrow. Like. he Okay. 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 Do you think he knew in that moment? Unless his yes. date with Rachel would have gone like really differently. I feel like he knew last week. I felt I feel like Brie was going home if Serena didn't send herself home. Oh yeah, we talked about that. You're right. I forgot. Yeah, you're I think like Brie right. wasn't really meant to go to Fantasy Suites, but he was kind of like, well, I like her. Like I'm not gonna send her home. But then now yeah. he's kind of like, okay, it's time for you to go home. Yeah. Not like he doesn't actively doesn't like her. No, there no, was no, just to no, me no. Kind of an area era of like this ship has run its course. Yeah. Like I'm going to try this one last time. Like we'll see. Maybe there's maybe if we connect intimately, there'll be that special spark there that like changes how I feel in comparison to the other women. But I hear you. No, I hear you. Well, <laughs> he uh he sends her off, and I don't know if you noticed this, but he says goodbye to Brie. She's, you know, in her outfit, looking gorge. He is in, you see him, it goes from his feet up. He is in <laughs> slippers, his Lululemon sweats, and his suit jacket from, like, the night before. <laughs> 
And it kind of looked a little big on him when he was wearing his sweats. And it was like, it was the most, you know, quote unquote, walk of shame type look ever. But he was walking her out and he was just like, I'm a little chilly and I didn't bring a sweatshirt. So he's wearing his suit jacket. And I was like, production, get this man a cozier sweatshirt. You guys. Or a robe. Get the man a robe. Like a, yeah, wrap huge... a blanket around his ass instead of putting him back in his suit jacket. What the fuck? It looked, it looked so funny. I need to get a screen uh, grab of it. It's hilarious. Um, See, the reason I say that, ooh, like there's something low-key cringe now knowing that Brie went home where she like walked back into the girls and she was kind of like, like wow like what a date that she seemed com like, she seemed confident yeah she seemed like she confident. Wasn't being cocky she was just, but now no, she seemed kind of like because oh, she, she seemed just, sure of herself she's like like her she was and, like oh i did i give him a night girls <laughs> yes <laughs> oh no brie we love you we'll be missed <laughs> um the girls were not psyched, though. Not psyched at all. No. Well, literally, Rachel says, she goes, oh, I do not want to see her. <laughs> Rachel is losing it. Okay. She cannot handle it. Michelle is, like, staring off into the distance and very, very, like, you know, starting to Pensive. feel the nerves. Pensive. But Rachel begins to cry and continues I was like, to oh, cry no here this is where i was like here oh, we go bitch no. cue the yeah. cue the violins oh rachel is afraid to lose him i don't want to hear it i hate when, she, i hate hearing it from anyone on the show it makes me oh livid. no every time and especially then it's like you know what i don't like becca i don't what? like when people on the show talk at the other women like they're not also feeling the same thing 100 when they yes exactly yes like oh this is gonna be like so hard for me with my connection you're kind of like and it's just okay, like so hard bitch. for you like, like everybody's experiencing the same exact thing like now yeah you- but of course it's awkward it would be awkward if michelle was just like yeah i, I feel the same way like that would just be awkward so instead she's kind of like yeah yeah they're just both sitting there you know like you know being unnecessarily gracious by not saying anything i would i would say something at this point this far along if i had some girl who was like because it was crying it was just like i just feel i just i just i just i'd be like honey i hear you and you have every right to feel that way i understand we all we are also in the same situation (laughs) granted you got to go last and in my opinion that means that though he has been with Save us, the best for last. It's it's fresh. In his you're, mind. you're the most fresh memory. You get okay. to make the last impact on this person. I don't know, but you never want to be middle. Obviously, never want to be. No, middle. middle's definitely the worst no, spot. No. But would you pick first or last? I would definitely. Okay, oh, so, you already said what? Okay, okay. Put the sex aside. Stra- if, strategy wise, if sex, if if put sex aside, strategy wise, I would want to go last. I say first because the first can kind of be romanticized in your mind because it was like a couple days ago. So you might have some some just like tiny lingering doubts about the last girl and you're going to kind of forget those lingering doubts from the first girl because only the positive things are going to like stick in your mind with time. True. Very true. Very true. Very true. Also, he's not going to be tired like he is on the third date. My thing, though, about the third date is strategy wise. I feel like you could come in. This would be my strategy, at least. I'd be yeah. like, I obviously you gather what you've heard from the other two, 
of like how their date was, you know, assuming that everyone's just going to talk about the positive sure. parts of their date. Sure. But I would come in and I would be like, I am playing the strategy of I am, I am low key safe space for you. Like no pressure. And oh, as, yeah, yeah, we've talked about this approach right? just in general before. It's yeah. like, it's like as he is starting to feel like, oh, I'm shit. your oasis, baby. Yeah, it's a little bit like, oh, shit. I had a really me. good time with both of these women. Um, and now I'm at my third and I'm tired and I'm stressed. Who am I going to choose? I don't know. I don't know. Creating this space of just kind of like, I just want to have fun with you. Like, I really hope this goes somewhere, but like, please off camera be like, I want to take the pressure off you. Let's just have fun. If you want to like, if you want to relax and be low key, I totally get it. I see you've been through so much. You've been so busy and you're probably so tired with these late nights. So whatever you want to do, blah, 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 blah. And then come in hot at the end of the night and be like sexy, sexy. But throughout the day, be like, no pressure. You relax. Don't feel like you have to turn it on for me. Like, I'm here. I'm like a safe space for you. Also, later that night, you can just be like, hey, like, no pressure. Like, why don't, honey, why don't you (laughs) lay down? You know, like, I love to, I love to give. I'm a giver. Why don't you lay down? Like, I'm going to give you a little back and foot massage. No, seriously, go to sleep if you need it. Like, this is about you. This is just how I am at home. I'm so chill and low key like this. And I'm like so down to just like give you massages. I'm going to give you a massage. And then like, and then as I'm massaging and be like, also no pressure, but like you let me know if you want anything else, honey. Yeah, and just make it, it like okay if I suck your dick, I don't know if you're into that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like I'm willing to just throw that in. Like that's just kind of what I do. It's like my love language. Yep. Dick yep, sucking yep. and like massages <laughs> and just like, you know, we don't have to talk about our feelings or anything, babe. I'm cool. I'm cool like that. I, you know? I like I do not want to talk about my feelings. Like all I do is give. Okay. Like yeah. that's just mm-hmm. just prepare yourself Physically. if you do yeah. if you do wind up with me that I only give. And I don't know yeah. if that's going to be too much for you. That is my fault. But like, yeah. you know, I'm Honestly, here. The only, that's the only thing I, I get pleasure from. Like, you know, just yeah. that's like me. I'm generous. The only thing I get pleasure from is like laughing with my partner, having a good time and giving like, you know, that's yeah. just kind of that's just how Call I am. Me motherfucking <laughs> Teresa. You know, I am here for you. Um Jesus I'm like Mother Christ. Teresa, but I'm just like more fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> Imagine Mother Teresa, but like hot. <laughs> Imagine Mother Teresa, but like hot and like with a really good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. And like really fun and like down. Mother that, Teresa me. meets revolve clothes. <laughs> that's me. Number three. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> You're no pressure, babe. No I know, pressure. Like, I'm ready for an engagement. But honestly, if you just want to like date, you don't even have to tell me, tell your friends I'm your girlfriend. Like I'm just, I'm <laughs> like, cool with that. Like here's the thing. As soon as the cameras are off, like here's the thing. I'm just going to slide you my number. And if you cut me, <laughs> Just like send me a little text and let me know if you want to like get together. I'm a giver. No pressure. (laughs) Matt's just like, I'm going to (laughs) leave. That's just like this woman won't stop talking about being a giver. And she lit up a cigarette in a very tiny room with the windows closed. (laughs) She won't take her sunglasses off. You're just fucking drunk with a cigarette. Just like. (laughs) <laughs> no pressure babe he's like who is this woman <laughs> so yeah that would be the strategy i would go for so i don't know why rachel is so upset about being the last and just talking about like they have no idea 
but she's very distraught <sighs> by it. She continues to cry throughout the conversation and then she starts crying once she walks away and is having a moment to herself. The product it has gotten to her. It has finally broken her. She's been very calm, cool and collected this whole time, I must say, to give her credit and now she's done. Like it's it's gone too far and she is going to bring that heavy Libra pow energy. And I'm saying this with all love for my fellow Libras. I'm talking about myself. You all know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're a Libra where you're like, I know that they can read every expression on my face. And I am walking when she walked directly up to him when she's normally big smile runs to him, big kiss when she walked up and she had like her hands in her pocket and like wouldn't look up. I was like, again, so triggered by old memories of myself when I was living in toxic relationships. Hey. Yeah, you're like, hey. And I'm like, just just tell him. Just big smile. The smile like like this. Yeah, like, like, hey. And then she just got me. No, and she goes, and she looks up and she goes, she goes, how you been? And he says, I've been thinking about you. And she's like, I've been worried about that. And I'm like, I don't know what that meant, first of all. But she was walking ahead of him. So he's having to kind of like hold her. And I'm laughing so hard, Becca, when he goes, I can see that Rachel might have something on her mind. And I'm like, Matt, I mean, she might as well have been wearing a shirt that says like, ask me about my sadness. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me why I'm upset. Ask me why. And he didn't, he wouldn't do it. So again, in her, and I I say this from my personal experience, I've done this. Oh my God, Evan, I love you so much. I am so sorry for the the old times that I put you through where I didn't communicate and I would make it so obvious, dripping off me that I was mad. And then if they don't notice, then that's even more cause for you to be mad. And my and my my anxiety is just getting my like agitation slash slash anxiety is going further and further and I was watching it with Rachel when she was doing the pottery and she's starting to get angry and she was like shit and she was like messing up and she was like I just messed up again and I was feeling that because I was like when Evan or whoever I was with wasn't noticing that I was like say something and ask me what's wrong I started to get agitated and then she finally was like I need to talk to you and that is exactly I was like oh my god how many times have I then I get agitated? I'm like bumping into something or I like drop something. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> irritated. And he's still not picking up on it. And I'm finally like, I have to talk to you, Evan. I have a big problem. And then I spill it and I'm all agitated. Now she was that kind of so- makes me like her more in a way. Actually, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I, I, you know, you know how my feelings about Rachel, but watching it was just, it was just a, and it was reminding me you were, you're totally right. There was Maddie energy, but it was, I think it was that Libra Victoria F thing too, where I'm just like, I'm seeing my past and I'm like, Oh girl. And I just want to be like, look through the, the camera and be like, Rachel, take it from me who has made so many mistakes for years in communication and relationship. Communication is key. Just tell Matt that you're feeling uncomfortable right now and you're feeling frustrated and sad. And before the date, don't make him have to say it. But I mean, he gives her what she wants to hear. That's for sure. Oh my Um, God. Also, I have to note real quick that the shirt she was wearing is totally the type of shirt that my dad would make fun of he'd be like what happened like did you get 
What did you get attacked by? Who took the rest of your shirt? The way it was in like a little V up. <laughs> the little cut with her belly button. <laughs> what oh, was I that? Just see my dad being like, what, ha- what, what happened? Are you missing a couple buttons? What, you pay, you pay for that shirt? <laughs> it's missing half of it. Oh my God. Um, triggered. What killed me is then when she brought up her doubts and everything that Matt brought up the fucking skydiving fall again. Like this is seared in his brain. He will never like that skydive fall might be the reason that he picks her if he picks her in the end. Yeah, I that stupid fucking skydive. Well, and that's the thing, too. And it was like he seems to be very attracted to someone who's like, help me. And so then that skydiving fall and then now her, the second she walked up and had that that energy, that upset energy, I was like, oh, she's in. She's top two because he's going to get caught up in like having to like help her change her mind or make her feel good. And it was kind of I know she didn't do it intentionally, but it was kind of genius in the sense that like. He's now going to have an emotional roller coaster moment with her versus with the other two. It was like, this is all sweet and wonderful and romantic and hot. But with Rachel, I'm worried about her. She's normally okay. Does she not like me anymore? Now my adrenaline's rushing because she's telling me she's in love with me oh, and she's so nervous. God. Am I not going to choose her? Yeah, now we're going to have extremes. a crazy makeout it's session. The, it's the yeah. highs and the lows. That's, I see where, that's where the Victoria F energy comes in. Yeah, think, where you you're know. using that. And again, guilty, hi, hello, like manipulation yeah. where it's like unintentional, you know, and then you realize it as you grow where you're like, that's that's not good. That is some toxic shit. But, you know, I don't think that it was intentional on her part, but um, yeah, just those moments. And then he gets and then he, she waits and she gets what she wants to hear. She gets confirmation from him. And then she is back to happy pottery and they can have their good old ghost moment. And she's laughing and skipping out. And now she's good to go. And now it's, you know, happy times. <laughs> and she later says that there's no way that the other women have what she has with him. So she feels very confident in her relationship with him. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, oh, by the way, then they end up for the dinner portion. They end up getting the biggest. She gets the this whole big house. She gets a fucking house. She gets a mansion called Mallard's Landing. They it even has a name. That's how big it no, is. No, it's like a it's like a housing tract. I think they're like trying to get people to move into that community. Like that looked like a model. I think that was a model home. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. It might be at the end of the episode. There might be a little asterisk at the corner. Be like, call apply Ken now. Gates. <laughs> <laughs> For the estates of Nima Colon, Mallard Landing. <laughs> Purchase. I mean, that was pretty fucking sick. What is this place? Nima? What the fuck is Nima Colon? I don't, I don't even know. know what I don't this understand. Is. I'm like, is it a hotel? Is it housing developments? Is it a city? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I think it's a... I truly don't get it. Okay, luxury home rentals. The estates. Damn, this shit looks so fucking fancy. It's what? very fancy. It's very fancy. I think- is this like somewhere, do you think, hmm, seems like somewhere you would hold like a very luxurious like team building type thing. Oh, like that would they be have a nice paintball, team building. Holistic integrative therapy. I don't know. It seems like a, I don't even know. Anyway. Well, 
Regardless, there's this lovely. Two, they I would this want theirs out of all three. Oh, of course. And there's tons of candles everywhere. And she's, they have this moment where she's talking about like how she's been leaning on him, but hasn't thought about where he's at essentially. So like, are you okay? Where are you at? Blah, blah, blah. He talks about his dad and then she, and then he, uh, she affirms him that he, she thinks that he's going to be a great father to their future family He's getting teary. I don't think we've ever seen him get teary having a conversation mm. with one of the girls. Mm. So I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. It seems like, OK, this definitely if Rachel, if it, it's Rachel and Michelle, that seemed pretty clear to me after then this date was wrapping. Um, also, she was in red, which I noted, and we know how he feels about red. He loves, he chose that with the one a girl, Kayla or Kaylee, initially between the two outfits. And then he chose Rachel's dress on the shopping date. He likes the red one. I feel like she did that on purpose. I feel like she wore that little red dress because she knew. Um, and then uh, Fantasy Suite, you know. She's pushing him on the bed and all of a sudden they get not only do they get the biggest house, they get full blown fireworks, like a full fireworks display through the windows, which how do you feel about fireworks? I love fireworks. Fireworks I love a good fireworks show. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Like Like, whenever I'm watching fireworks, I just don't want them to stop. Really? So is it like very romantic to you? Like you want to like. Or is it you just enjoy watching it? I don't, I, I don't think I have any romantic thing. I've just always liked it since I was a kid. It's it, I love like 4th of July as just like the way people celebrate the holiday, like with hot dogs and like hot weather and like lakes and boats and stuff. And like, that's just what I think of when I think of fireworks. Not romantic. I don't think of fireworks as romantic. I just think of fireworks like, like basically fun. just, yeah, just fun. Yeah. Disneyland, you know, and it was such a long fireworks show. Very long fireworks show. I love it. See, that's why (laughs) fireworks. I hate fireworks (laughs) because it gives me anxiety because they cost so much money. And I feel like I'm watching money explode in the sky. Like, do you (laughs) do you know that the fireworks one night of fireworks at Disneyland costs like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, every night just okay. Poof. That makes me hurt a little bit. Yeah. So when I'm yeah. wa- when I'm, if I'm watching a fireworks show, all I'm thinking about is like, oh my god, just like if I'd be Rachel, I'd be like, stop production. <laughs> like, can we just pocket this money for a future down payment on a home instead of ten seconds of pleasure? World hunger. You know, build you wells. (laughs) No, it's literally just like this feels extravagance to a level that is just feels not right. You know, it is so appropriate that that's what we use on the 4th of July. We're like, America, (laughs) just burning capitalism. We're burning up cash for you. Like, it's beautiful and frivolous too. 
Welcome to the USA. Like that is so like America. City, it's like the city could spend money on some like of the education, and they're like, "Nah, a let's just do a five-minute fucking firework explosion. It's all gone, boom." But it was real pretty, and we had those willow fireworks, which I love. Oh my god, those are my favorite. I was about to say that. I was they're, like, I was about to say like the willow tree ones that just shimmer and sparkle. They're, they're very rem- beautiful. Don't get it me reminds wrong. me of the scene in Cinderella where she like goes bippity poppity boo, and oh, she yeah, like and changes just, into her dress, and it does all these shimmer. <gasps> they're so very magical. beautiful they're very beautiful they're very beautiful it's just <laughs> so much money <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile me i'm like checking the time i'm like wow a 20 minute fireworks show like they really went all out like these <laughs> these motherfuckers wow impressive they're really giving us what we want a hundred k boom <laughs> oh look that one looks like saturn <laughs> more please how on earth do they at Disneyland do ones that are in shapes? I don't understand. I don't I don't get fireworks in general. They're also Yeah, they just kind of scare me a little bit too. I mean like I'm how like, do they fire even fire hazards? Do you Cash. like the small ones? Do I? No, absolutely not. Very scary to me, very scary. I I'm I'm so I'm such a a worry wart that like Whenever I'd have like friends who are like let's go light fireworks, I'd be like you're going to catch something on fire and like mm. You know, I, I would be. I do feel like a very easy trip to the ER without proper precaution. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was very much like, you're going to shoot your eye out, kid type child growing up. So really just, as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've sad. loosened up as I've gotten older. <laughs> like, that's sad. I, was, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't experience life, you know, because I was just too afraid to like stub a toe. But, you know, Meanwhile, we're growing. We were like trying to start fires in the backyard to like burn up fire ant hills, like red ant hills. We're like, ooh, what if we build a fire and watch and listen to them pop in the fire <laughs> among these among this dry ass field in July in Fresno? What about that? Sounds like a really fucking good idea. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a pyromaniac. I've always said that if I was to get arrested for anything, it, like anything real bad, it would probably. Oh, you be love like, a fire? Okay, okay. I'm not like obsessed with it, but like I'm definitely like I can't take my eyes off it. Mm. Same with fireworks. Even the ones where you put on a freaking ladder, you know, on the street. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. No, I'm very much like whenever we have a fire in our fire pit in the backyard, I stand out there and watch Evan get make sure that like hose every single ember down <laughs> and I'm like standing over him like a parent just like you missed like one. Like freaking Smokey the you Bear. You missed one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Smokey Meanwhile, I've got the freaking what's that shit called that lights it on fire? What's oh, that stuff? The liquid re- stuff? What? What's the liquid stuff called? Oh, um, oh, uh you squeeze on it. Yeah, meanwhile I'm like yeah, pretending just- like it's a dick squirting it all over the fire, just like yes. Good times, good times. Good times. Anyway, they got a well, fireworks show. They got a fireworks show. to go well. Yeah, and you know, they. I felt like the fireworks were definitely like parallels for them having sex. So I was like, okay, we get it. We know. And, sparks are um, flying. Sparks are Be flying. Be a little more heavy-handed, why don't you? Okay, guys. Remember which which season was it where we had all of creation like singing while the person? It was like we saw the birds chirping, the fireworks exploding. Was that Pete Raven? Season? 
was it right there? I feel like it was a more recent one where they literally had like a creation montage. Hannah Brown. Was that Hannah Brown? I think in her it season. It was so out of control because it was so random for the show. And we were, everyone was like, what in God's name? Just like, who did this? Was it Hannah's with Pete's overnight? It might be. Where like production just like ed- the editing, they just lost their shit and like had one late <laughs> night trip. They were all just high and they're like, let's edit all this together. It'd be funny. <laughs> like, what? like when they decided to do the Frankenbiting of the bird box clip with Tasha. Like I will not ever get that out of my head. It's like, why, what, what choices are we making here? I don't understand. Y'all are wild and out. Bro. Y'all are wild. Um, um, well, I mean, look. The- the episode ends. Everyone is looking absolutely stunning. The dresses for this All in final, black. The little three witches. So cute. They looked so gorge. And uh, yeah, Brie, Brie was sent home. And we love you, Brie. Obviously, Brie uh, left her job, her dream job for this, which is wild. Um, but I just... Brie, keep going. Keep talking. Brie, you were kind you were gracious you were beautiful you will be missed we know in the future we will not leave our dream jobs for men but i will tell you this brie but i will tell you this brie you are a star and you will shine brightly and you will continue to get more and more success and in those moments where you miss your job influencer ads will come in and provide you more money than you were probably being paid before. Because <laughs> I think Truth. you were a brand. You worked in branding. And now you get to be the influencer. Yeah. So hell yeah. The tables have turned, bitch. Lucky fucking you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now go out there and get a boyfriend in paradise and double that Instagram following. Yes! Bree, see you in paradise, baby. I sure hope so. Um so yeah, I think that's that. Uh, those are final two, Michelle and Rachel. Not sure what's gonna happen next week. Like we said, looked ominous. Um, but next <laughs> week, not only on Monday, apparently we have the final episode and after the final rose. They're not breaking mm-hmm. this up into two episodes, girl. This is, I think, one of the first times that they've done this. That this is not getting Fuck split into yes. two days. And I'm there down. must not be any crazy, crazy drama, right? It, I, there can't be if if that. Yeah, I'm curious. Also, um, no, uh, confirmation that after the final rose is not going to be live. It is pre-taped. Mm, okay. Um, so yes. Just all right, a all right, info all right. in that way. And then we'll probably be finding out who our next bachelorette is next week as well. <laughs> Very excited for that. Well, uh, broads, we love you all. Obviously, there is there is recent tea to discuss. We will be chatting all things of that and more with Justine and Natasha from Two Black Girls, One Rose on okay. Thursday. Um, yeah, and then following up, broads, please continue to let us know what you want to hear about because... We are going to have numerous weeks with no Bachelorette, so we get to talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever you all want to talk about. Let us know what guests you want, topics you want to cover. We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be a good few weeks coming up here. So 
hit that subscribe button five stars if you love us all the fun stuff and uh yeah. chat soon <laughs> chat soon